Drew. I'm Nick. And I'm John. And you're listening to the Archive, our ever-growing library of everything. One hour. Well, well, I wow. want to apologize to the listeners. Another bait and switch. We just said we're going to talk about the old internet, mm-hmm. but I don't want to do that. And instead, we're going to talk about Nick. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Do you guys... Like Nickelodeon? Never seen it. <laughs> I I was very excited when you picked this topic, when you propo- proposed it, even though I haven't really watched Nickelodeon in probably 15, 20 years. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched it in like 30 years. So, like, I'm prepared to talk about you can't do that on television. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's what more do you need, that, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's where my knowledge drops off. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, Maybe we'll just do that. We'll all right. It'll be old Nickelodeon. <laughs> we'll 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 some, find somewhere in between old internet and Nickelodeon. Oh, we'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, old, Nickelodeon. old Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, well, I think we should start with the Um. So it starts off. I mean, I think. I wonder if you, you guys picked up on this i mean i think people think it's a canadian creation because of the you can't do that on television yeah, thing. It, yeah. It, it, it it was in ottawa for a long time but the headquarters sort of, well uh it started on a an ottawa uh oh station okay but uh it didn't actually start there it began in ohio um, and at the time was called Pinwheel. This is sort of the the early like the the proto Nickelodeon. Wait, is, is that related to the show Pinwheel? Which, yes, eventually, yeah. yes. Pinwheel, yeah. pinwheel spinning around. Right. Look at my pinwheel and see what I found. <laughs> is that something like that? That's right. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah, <laughs> John Williams I think wrote that's that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so 1977 on QUBE in Ohio, Pinwheel uh, as a sort of network existed and had was it a full-on network or was it just kind of like a block of i guess program, it was a block like cartoon yeah. network or whatever and i think i think this is the the list of cartoon express sorry programming on there something called video comic book what pop clips hocus focus or maybe that's two shows <laughs> pinwheel uh america goes bananas with a z <laughs> wait these were all shows on, in on the on uhf pinwheel. movie i'm pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> nickel flicks and truth like <laughs> turns to me for a reaction. <laughs> it's got your name. That's going to be my sequel band to Nickelback. Oh, Nickelflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, uh, I've seen none of those shows. Maybe Pinwheel. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in, in 1979, Nickelodeon it's kind of given it's given that name, and it's then in Buffalo, New York. You know. In 1979, another Nick was given his name. Oh, (laughs) really? And so I'd just like to say happy birthday to me and (laughs) happy birthday to Adam. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, In 1984, 
Uh, so, Ni- so Nickelodeon initially was not that successful as a as a uh, station. And this is at the time. It's it's really just. Is it on cable? Like, is it broadcast on I cable, think or is it by just a regional now, thing? It's in. It's on cable. Okay. Um, and in 1984, uh, Fred Siebert and Alan Goodman, who are the guys who they put together the MTV um, uh, bumpers, the ones that you oh, know, the yeah. original ones, the Moon Man, and yeah, yeah, they were. Uh, I don't know if they were called in or if they came in and pitched uh, rebranding for Nickelodeon, and they're the guys who came up with the orange splat mm. uh, aesthetic for Nickelodeon. Uh, 1985, Nick at Night starts, um, and they Pretty did early. Yeah, they did that to. Uh, so I guess A and E shared that the same station uh, mm-hmm. as Nickelodeon, and A and E went to become its own channel, and so they had this block of time at night they had to fill, and so that's when Nick at Night huh. uh, was created. Kids aren't going to be watching TV. Put that's on right. some retro stuff for there. That, that had um, Mr. Ed. Yeah. Patty um, Duke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Dobie Gillis. Cousins. Oh, yeah. Dobie Gillis. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched like full episodes of no. anything at, no, Nick I at didn't. night, I, but I remember was seeing like I would bits get, of all of them. I would get intensely angry <laughs> when Nick at night would start <laughs> because it started at like seven o'clock here yeah. in, in the Midwest. And so I would just be like, Oh my God, losing yeah, 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 valuable yeah, hours. Yeah. That could just be finders oh, keepers and double dare back to back. So <laughs> bad. Um, Nick jr. Comes along pretty soon after 1988. Um, and then in 1990, Nickelodeon studios opens in Orlando uh, in Universal Studios Park. Now, at what point does Nickelodeon become affiliated with MTV? Did it start with that branding, or um, or was it always part of that group? I think it was, was it when Viacom took over. Yeah, it was maybe. Vi- okay. I think it was v- when Viacom uh, took over all that stuff. But uh, you're right that that branding kind of thing, like gave them both a feel that yeah. was similar. That was like, <clears throat> um, just better and more aimed at our generation. Yeah. Certainly uh, more memorable than like, I don't, I had never seen, you put a, a link, uh, in yeah. our slack of all of the bumpers. Right. Um, and the early day ones were, yeah, they really leaned heavily on the, the, um, the Nickelodeon, the, the actual history right. of it and that um, context and um, what a drastic difference it made yeah. to switch the, the, it. The orange splat and then also the the sort of uh, doo-wop, that came all at the same time and was huge in, in sort of branding. Yeah, and they ran with that. It was 1984 yeah. or five? It's I remember still, that. I mean, yeah, they, they will still reference for, that that music. Yeah, in in modern day Nickelodeon bumpers, I and I have to say, to bring it back to me, <laughs> <laughs> in all the ways you can make fun of my name, that is the most common thing that I get. Yeah. Where just people to this day, like as soon as they meet me, want to sing that song. Really? Yeah, I hear it all the time. Wow. Uh, nineteen ninety one, Nickelodeon starts producing its own cartoons. They had not done this uh, previous. So those were called Nicktoons, and the first sort of uh, uh, the first ones were Doug, Rugrats, and Ren and Stimpy. Insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're all good, 
but uh, Ren and Stimpy for me is the standout. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. Uh, 1992 is when Snick begins wow, Saturday night early? Nickelodeon. That's when Wolverine <laughs> started. <laughs> Um, and then for some reason I stopped taking notes. So that's <laughs> all I know about the history of Nickelodeon. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, you know what, what was missing in there? What I would place it probably maybe 88 or 89 was Nickelodeon magazine. Oh yeah. Mm. I, and, and that was, uh, the interesting thing about Nickelodeon magazine, you might already know this is it was a, uh, uh, sort of co um, promotion with Pizza Hut. No, I didn't know that. You could get it for free at Pizza Hut. In fact, that was uh, the way you got it initially. Eventually, it became a subscription service. Yeah, you know, like any other magazine. But it began as a, a thing for hmm. a cross promotion. Well, that's probably how I got it. Yeah. then. Pizza uh, Hut was kind of big in that era. That, yeah, the partnership know, with the Turtles yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the Future too. They had those uh, right. those sunglasses that you could get. And oh, the, I don't remember uh, that dehydrated pizza. Oh <laughs> yeah! <laughs> wow, mom, you really know how to hydrate a pizza. <laughs> um, did uh, they didn't do any like promotion in store with a dehydrated pizza or anything? Did they? Uh, no, I, <laughs> I wish, so. yeah. if only. Um. I do, I have some, you know, you mentioned you can't do it on television. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's a good place to start because I, I do also have information about. Individual uh, shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and before I get into like my notes and stuff that, I think that show, I mean, that show kind of set the, um, like the, 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 the like mindset of Nickelodeon in yeah. a lot of ways, right? Like well, that's like the spirit animal yes. of Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. To connect it back to the MTV thing. This this was like rebellious preschoolers almost. Yeah. Where it's just like in the in uh you can't do that on television. They're uh-huh. like middle school, high schoolers. But for somebody who's younger than that, you see these like Oh, I thought they were the coolest people yeah, on right. Earth. Yeah. And yeah. those kids were the, the thing to be yeah. like that, those, that was the model. Yeah. They were of funny, they irreverent. Were cool. Yeah. And um, they weren't going to take that cafeteria workers. Yeah, crap. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, what the janitor, the, who I, are you I'm, talking about? Like, or there was the, about, no barf barf. Barf yes, was the guy the, who ran the burger guy, the yeah, burger, barf's right, burgers. Yeah. But the actor also played all of the adult he males was, on uh, the show. Oh, yeah. And he the was, bus driver, the uh, the the firing squad yeah. guy. And he's yeah. one of the creators. He's he's like the oh, producer yeah, yeah. of the show. Um, I did not know that. Uh, interesting. You know, you, you talked about sort of this MTB uh, idea. And I read that when they made this show, they wanted to make a show that made no attempt to be an educational program. That was a philosophy (laughs) of this show. And apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently at the time, I don't know if it's still true, but there was government mandates that uh, like children's programming had to be educational, Hmm. Um, that it couldn't, you know. I wonder how do they draw the line of what children's programming is? Like, I wonder if they put this out there and they're like, this is for adults, even right. though it's really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and I guess that's probably the cartoons of that era got away with it because they would have those little things at the end, the mm. safety announcements, public safety right, right. things. 
Um, Bill Prady uh, was a writer on this show. Um, he went on to do a lot of Muppets stuff, hmm. writing for the Muppets. He wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. What? <laughs> was that was a, a show at, uh, wow. at Disney World? I think it started, I don't know if it started at Disneyland or Disney yeah. World, but yeah. Uh, he also wrote for Gilmore Girls hmm. and Big Bang Theory. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most people know Alanis Morissette. Um, oh yeah, she was got one of her the start cast members there. Uh, did she meet Dave Coulier there, or did they meet later? Uh, well, they're Canadians, so I think they just knew each oh, other. Oh, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Ohio really is the Canada of America. Well, it, well, <laughs> to be clear, this show was made in Canada. That, okay, yeah. This yeah. was made in Ottawa. I actually confused things. So, this show is what was in Ottawa. Which sort of made oh, okay. all of Nickelodeon feel Canadian. I don't right. like the word Ottawa. 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 So Nickelodeon was actually a New York product originally? Buffalo. Well, originally Buffalo. Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Buffalo, Ohio, New, then Buffalo. New York. Right. Um, then Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, other, other fun facts about um, Don't Just Sit There. It was canceled in 1979. Oh, don't. You mean you or, can't do I'm that sorry, on television? I'm sorry. You can't do that on television. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, resuscitated in 81 and then went for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they, like, like started filming again like in 81? a season. I think it was, like, one season in 1979. Huh. Nickelodeon, uh, I think, bought it and, okay. and ran those episodes. They would cut them, yeah. uh, edit them, and then eventually ordered... A new, new episodes. Did they also have like kind of um, Gilliam style animations in between, like bumpers and stuff? Well, the the opening was oh, okay. definitely. Oh yeah, like with Terry the locker uh, yeah. thing, and then, and then you would go inside the guy's head, meat grinder. Type yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, there were eighty one episodes, and some of the so they often would have a theme for the episode, and I just wrote down some of the themes. For these sexual equality, hmm. crime and vandalism, uh, peer pressure. Um, and one episode had the theme of adoption, and it was uh, so controversial at the time that it was banned after being shown twice. Hmm. And apparently, there was a sticker placed on the tape that said, Do not air <laughs> uh, on the master tape. They could have just destroyed the tape. There. Um, it didn't actually <laughs> debut on Nickelodeon until 1982. Uh, I think that's all, all my little fun facts. So those are all topics that <clears throat> sound educational. Yeah. So really it was like, um, early social, like sarcasm kind of. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they would cover these kind of things, but it just, uh, wasn't in a like tone that was driven to teach. It was just yeah. like, you know, let's just riff on this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I feel like they would often do a callback to this one gag where one of like they're trying to figure out the number of jelly beans in a jar. Is this true? Do you guys remember? Or this maybe this was one episode, but there yeah, was this whole it, joke around that, and uh, I what, remember what really, was that joke? I don't remember, but I just remember <laughs> I loved it as a kid for some reason. Like I think at some point it gets spilled or something, uh-huh. and and oh, I think actually like. The joke is everyone has put their guesses in, and now I think his name was Alistair. Alistair, yeah. Had to count the jelly beans to mm. see who got it right, 
and he's sitting there counting, and someone would come in and distract Spell him. Oh, and, oh, and he loses like, count. Oh, and like oh, I gotta start all over yeah, again. So that kept happening, and I think at some point he's almost done, and like it gets something happens to completely throw him off again. And my and, my fi- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just gonna say you mentioned in the credits they have the bit with the lockers, but that was a recurring thing where they would. Oh, that's right. Jokes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. They, they, yes. Somebody would come and open a locker and yeah. somebody would pop out and it was like the knock, knock they, they jokes would and sort of dumb kind of thing. One of them would emerge and yeah. they'd be like, hey, oh, Alistair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's Alistair right. would be like, yeah. 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 And then the other one would tell him a joke. Yeah. Um, I, I think the most famous thing that would influence the rest of Nickelodeon, I mean, uh, up until today is the sliming. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Yes, mm-hmm. was the statement that would cause you to be slimed. And then also, if you ever said water on the show. You would get yeah. water dumped on you, yeah. Um, and so that was always a, a people trying to get. Also, if anyone said, like, hey, he's coming in here. Uh, the, the So the green slime would jump <laughs> Drew hates me. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. No, no, no. Okay, so go back to, to I don't know. I don't know. Green, green slime. slime. Yep. Did the orange splat come after the green slime? Uh, I guess I it think must so because that was yeah. eighty four was the green splat. So eighty two is when uh, they show up on Nickelodeon. Yeah. So that was probably inspired by it. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't go with green. They didn't go with green. Yeah. Hmm. Are you abandoning whatever? I don't even know what you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout that whole time, Drew's like staring me down. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? All right, where are I'm you? I'm calling going? your bluff. <laughs> oh man. Uh, um, the show that I actually uh, liked more than you can't do that on television was "Don't Just Sit There." Okay, yeah. Which I'm glad you came what, back there. What was that? So I guess it was if you take the idea. If 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 you can't do that on television is Nickelodeon's answer to Saturday Night Live. Don't just sit there is their answer to like the Tonight Show. Yeah. So it was a talk show where they'd have uh, guests on, but they would also do skits. Uh, they'd have musical guests. The the most famous, I mean, the big deal for me was Robert England was on Don't Whoa. Just Sit There in Freddie as Freddie. Yeah. yeah, like and in I Freddy remember costume. they did this whole bit. With him skewering hot dogs or something, because, <laughs> <laughs> but I just I I think I I felt like I I it's almost like this is the beginnings of my like I don't like the mainstream thing yeah, I like yeah, the less yeah. known thing and that's don't just sit there like I yeah I like you can't do that on television it's is fine. a great and show that's good yeah. for everyone else yeah but for me. Man, I, well, and this was a Nickelodeon original yes, too. Yeah, and it was so, and it was sort of tied intrinsically with everything else. Like they, they kind of would start cross promoting. Yeah, you would with have that Nickelodeon stars coming. Yeah, on. Mark Summers would be an, a guest yeah. on. Don't just sit there. All right, um, so I, I am not familiar with this at all, and I just like Googled it. And yeah, I'm just scrolling through, and it's amazing that I, I'm not familiar with it because it's not even ringing a bell when I'm scrolling through it. But I'm seeing <clears throat> uh, Weird Al. Uh huh. And I'm not sure, you know, this is Google images, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> it's possible these aren't Actually, accurate. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Yahoo Serious. 
That would make sense. That would make perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was right around the time of Young Einstein. Right in that window that he was famous. Yeah. Uh, Rick Moranis, um, and many more. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. I distinctly Is remember that, that oh, yeah. uh, Swamp Thing was a guest oh, on there. Oh, that's right. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dick, wait, wait. Was, Dick, was the Toxic Avenger Dick Durant, on there? I think was his name or something. Uh, he might have been. Yeah, that that could, it's possible. I don't recall. I might be making that up. I just I, I do remember Swamp Thing. Yeah, and it occurred to me Maybe later. Maybe that's more what I'm thinking of. Yeah, there, there's some crossover yeah. there. Uh, Swamp Thing, the TV show, was filmed <laughs> at Universal <laughs> Studios go. Florida, which was home. It all makes sense now. Nickelodeon Studios as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was much more a, a don't just sit there kind of kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess they started doing their scripted stuff, right? So, well, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. We I, got, we've got to go back a little bit here because, sort of, sandwiched in between the two of those are like what what the revelation was for me, which was double dare. No, no, no. I don't. We're not going there yet. No. All right. Hey, all right. We're not going to talk about that at all. Yeah, we're not talking about double. <laughs> we're going to save it for the double dare episode. All right. No, we are going to talk about double dare. All right. But okay. So yeah, scripted stuff. Yeah. So then uh, the. Uh, there's probably stuff that I'm forgetting, but the the next big cultural sort of movement was mm-hmm. around salute your shorts. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Hey dude. Um, Clarissa explains Clarissa it all. Clarissa explains it all. Although Clarissa explains it all, I think, I don't know if it started with SNCC, but it became part of the SNCC yeah. lineup. Yeah. Um, well, they, uh, not that these were originals, but again, part of what might have branded them as a Canadian product was uh, they would run episodes of Degrassi on oh, Nickelodeon on like the weekends. Yeah. They would do like a run of like eight episodes on a Saturday afternoon right. or something. Uh, I never saw that. I always wondered how yeah, I never, America it became found a out thing. about that. Yeah, yeah. I have to assume it was just that because I don't remember ever seeing it anywhere else. Yeah, But then, yeah, they started doing their own shows right yeah. around 88, 9, right. 90 with all that crew. And I was never into, I liked Clarissa mostly because of Melissa Joan Hart. But I, I could never get into Hey Dude or Salute Your Shorts. I really liked uh, Hey Dude. Um, hang on. I'm, I've actually got a list of the... I'm pretty sure Hey Dude is the one I saw the most of, but I wouldn't have called myself a fan. They they and, pushed it hard. I remember yeah. it being advertised constantly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was huge at yeah. the time. And then, hey Dude uh, came out in 89. And uh, what about Clarissa? Uh, Clarissa... That was 91. See, I was already too old. Oh, I, I was 12, and I was like, this is kid <laughs> stuff, all right? Um, you had The Adventures of Pete and Pete, yeah. also mm-hmm. in 91. Um, I feel, I, I, I haven't watched that since I was a kid, but I feel like of these, that's probably the one that is most likely to hold up today. Because it was so weird. Yeah. 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 Well, and that started as interstitials, right? Did, Did it? Yeah. As, as I recall, yeah, they would do like a little three-minute thing in between episodes of another show, mm. and it would be Pete and Pete. But then I guess they got their own full yeah. show later. Um, stuff that would be after our time that I think continued the success of Nickelodeon scripted stuff is like Drake and Josh, who apparently oh, yeah, the yeah, kid yeah. who plays Josh looks a lot like me. Yes, um, and I would often John get. That all the time. I I definitely uh, agree with that. Yeah. Like in the show notes, I would often get asked. <laughs> we'll do a comparison by various people when that show was on. Especially people were like you know who you look like, and at first I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> and soon I did. That kid was also in a movie 
which might have been a Nickelodeon movie, and I can't remember uh, what it was, but it was around like the early to mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I I checked out the show at one point to see, and I was I hated him. I was like, <laughs> oh god, this kid. Ugh. Uh, at least you're not the one with the Eddie Furlong hair. So <laughs> I'd prefer that. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe we'll put a photo of him in the show notes. Yeah. And yeah. Of me. <laughs> um, I Carly, I think was another really popular one. I believe referenced the wire at one point. Whoa. Uh, there's this scene where one of the kids says how my hair look and then is shot by a dart or something, <laughs> which references <laughs> a famous scene in the wire. Wow. Uh, Keenan and Kel, I did not like Keenan Kel. It was huge. They, that grew out of uh, all that, all that, which all is that. another show I didn't like. And that's a variety show. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, what about um, um, the Puddle Girl, Alex well, Mack? Oh, Alex Mack. Yeah, that was uh, the secret secret world of Alex Mack. Yeah, why do you call her um, the that Puddle Girl? She could turn into a puddle. That yeah. was her like superpower. I'm serious. I, yeah, I know. I believe you. I, I've heard the name of that show, but I never knew what it was about. There was a show that, um, uh, I don't know if I have when it came out, but I, I watched it. was, the, I think Build is the first science fiction show that Nickelodeon uh, ever had. Like, that was how they, they build it themselves. Mm. And uh, I was so excited about it. And I believe it came, I think it was something that they, you know, bought. Like mm-hmm. it, it was, it was already produced. It was called the Tomorrow People, and uh, that sounds familiar, but I don't remember ever seeing it. It was really, it was a short run. I don't think they ever did anything more than one season of it. And uh, there were these kids who started to learn that they had these special abilities. Uh, chief amongst them was they could teleport. Um, and I was just like, man, this is so cool. And I want to <laughs> teleport. And, and I remember like there were, there were four or five kids and, and four out of the five or whatever could do this. And the fifth was kind of their buddy who didn't get any of the abilities. <laughs> and and I've like felt so bad. I was like, oh man, it sucks to be that guy. Cause you know, you, your friends are doing all this cool teleporting. Yeah. And then like, there's this uh, episode where, He's in dire straits, like hanging off of a cliff or something like, and, and they're, they're, you know, he's going to die and he, he loses his grip. And just before he hits the ground, he teleports. Oh, he, so he, he finally gets got the, the power. Uh, yeah. And spoiler, well, they least. turn out to be aliens. Oh, that's why they have their abilities. Hmm. All right. I guess I'll cancel my <laughs> Netflix DVDs. <laughs> Fuck you, Drew. <laughs> You're still getting DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Only for that and Lost in Space. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, yeah. So that, that was, was part of SNCC. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the last thing on SNCC. That was the closer. Legitimately scary mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, I was scared in a few of those episodes. Yeah. Uh, the I guess Zebo is one of the more popular uh, stories from that. The yeah, clown. Zebo the clown. The clown. And there were um, a few recurring characters on that. Yeah. The the uh, Zardo. Zardo, no Mister oh, the, the accent shop, right? on the dough. Yeah, the magic shop yeah. guy. Uh, I think they did like a monkey paw episode or something that someone got a got that from his shop. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel I remember like the X ray specs. I think that was the first one that oh. I saw. Like kid got X ray glasses yeah. from the magic shop, and he could see um, these like black hooded creatures. Oh, that's so freaky! And Wait, like, is it like they live? 
Sort of, but they were like between dimensions. Okay. Like he was able to see into another dimension. So that they wouldn't existed. exist until. Right. Yeah. He would only see them if they're there. And at some point he figures out how to do it. Or maybe they're like between minutes or something. There was something to do with like time. Um, I could be conflating multiple shows, but he, he thinks that he's got it figured out and uh, he wakes up at the end of the episode and he's relieved. And then I think he, I don't know if he, if he puts the glasses mm. back on or if he just like opens his eyes, but instead of solving the problem, he's now like transferred himself <gasps> into that dimension. Oh, no. So he's like surrounded oh, by these black figures <laughs> and they're all like coming at him. That's oh. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Even now I'm getting, yeah, yeah, I'm, scared. I'm worried it. I'm going to see one of these I guys. Know. Yeah. And oh, the pinball episode was another one that kind of freaked me out where this kid was just obsessed with pinball. And he, like, would lie to his parents so that he could spend more time mm-hmm. playing pinball. And it was at the mall. There was an arcade at the mall. And at one night, he walks out of the arcade, and there's no one there. And he's being chased by a giant <laughs> silver ball. Oh. <laughs> the, the mall itself had become a dimensional pinball machine. Man, that sounds amazing. I mean, it that was, was incredible. incredible. What a blast. There's this incredible shot where he's, like, at the bottom of an escalator. Uh-huh. And he looks up, and he sees the <laughs> silver ball kind of roll up yes. to the nope. top. Oh, like it's, ta- it's about him. to like yeah. yeah come down the escalator. Here I come. Amazing. Is, is that all practical effects? Yeah, I mean there might have been a little bit of computer stuff, but not or like not much compositing or something. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. What a great great show. And the the uh, the wraparound story was such a great yeah. uh, conceit too. It was these. Uh, this group of kids who called themselves the Midnight Society. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. they would all gather around a campfire, and every week oh, one of them man. would have to They'd tell have their story. story. Yeah, submitted for the approval. That's of the Midnight right. Society. I, I, Did they say that? I call this story yes. the case of the magic X-ray specs, and, and they would throw toss, dust yeah. on the fire. Oh God! And the then theatricality that would of it was amazing. The episode, right? Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of it, they would, you know get up yeah. and leave but there would be some kind of exchange between yeah them. some kind of and then like eventually coda. they started trying to advance that storyline a right. little bit too like they had two characters hook up unnecessary or, i think yeah i don't i think the the undercurrent was there and yeah. that was good enough yes yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need to explore it right. any further Hold on. so there's like a minute at the beginning and end of each episode yeah. of this like side story yeah. and then yeah. one of them at the end of it they're like hey you want to f- <laughs> 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 that was basically how it was. I mean, it was in the, wood of, in the middle of the woods. They could have just yeah. like gone off yeah. you know, it, right then and there. Yeah. We don't know what happened after the, <laughs> the, the next out. The next episode is like, Michael, the baby is yours. <laughs> <laughs> Submitted for the approval. <laughs> oh, no. I, uh, I was so into that show that I like um, started like tracking. Midnight Society? I, I wanted to. Oh, yeah. I desperately wanted hey, to. Hey, guys, it's never too late. I, form our own society <laughs> tonight. Drew's We're like, changing the name of the podcast. Drew can't <laughs> stay up till midnight. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I will be up till midnight. Don't worry. Uh, I just can't be here. here yeah. I just I became obsessed with the guy who was like the showrunner on uh are you afraid of the dark who I like then later made the connection with, uh, he was also the showrunner on, did you ever see the encyclopedia Brown show that yeah. HBO did? Yeah. So he got his start there and then did, didn't like are that show. Oh, I liked it a lot, but, or maybe I'm just thinking of the kid, 
that was in the commercials for Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh yeah, remember that? I had oh, a report piece to of on crap. space. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that guy. <laughs> wow. Uh, what were the other two uh, SNCC shows? Well, there there was the variety show. Was oh, it just um, called Snick? Roundhouse. 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 Oh, I loved Roundhouse. It's sort of like Nickelodeon's Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, I yeah. would say. And it was done in the round. They had yeah, this yeah. rotating stage, and they would while they were while they were filming one skit, they yeah. would be rearranging. Yeah, yeah. And there's a one guy who. I think, I don't know if he actually was much older, but they certainly dressed him as if he were. Yeah. And he had a mobile lazy boy that he could drive around. Oh. Yeah. Wait, it wasn't like filmed in real time, was it? I think so. Really? I believe so. I Interesting. I think so. And it had a couch. There was a, uh, the Snick, or no, the Snick couch the was Snick a couch was, thing. that was in yeah, the bumpers. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But it, it was presented as though it was all happening live. Yeah. Right. It wasn't live, I'm sure, but they were presenting it live. They edited it in like Birdman where they're like, uh, this is one take, but it's not. <laughs> you can see the seams if you pay attention. It's really obvious. <laughs> And uh, Ren and Stimpy was the other one. I think in the original foursome, yeah. it was Clarissa. Well, they moved Ren and Stimpy to... To Snick, yeah. yeah. Which says something about, like, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and how much they knew about it, you know? Yeah. Like, what they knew they had. Um, trying to see if it was live here. Um, Ren and Stimpy was the best. It was taped. Yeah. It was taped. Ren it and was. Stimpy was not taped. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy was amazing. I mean, that show was a revelation mm-hmm. um, for me. And a lot of people. It's like... No, just me. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know, Nick. May, I'd be curious if you have this... It, it affected you in this way, too. But, like, I was... You know, I was I was already into drawing and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. that show just like I mean to see the kind of animation that was mm. happening on that show. It it was really the best quality stuff coming out yeah. at the time. Like yeah. uh, John Kay, the creator of it, like um, is a hardcore like Looney Tunes fan, right? And was like the only person that like had that kind of motivation to do yeah. things like with um, without being just basically like cheap right korean done stuff yeah mm-hmm. um and it had the same thing going for it where it's just like it's kind of a, a cliche with cartoons where it's just like it's for the adults too but right ren and stippy was like really really yeah. pushing those it was boundaries incredibly subversive yeah like you and 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 <sighs> As a kid, a lot of it did go over my head. It still mm-hmm. worked really well yeah. for a kid to watch. Um, but you watch it again, and, like, there's just so, like, um, you know, Ren and Stimpy are a couple. Like, they yeah. they mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. you know, living together. And as a kid, you're like, well, yeah, they live together. Yeah. But there's, so, there's such a dynamic they between them. Treat like, each Ren other is this way. abusive <laughs> spouse, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and Stimpy is this sort of, like, uh, uh, you know, subservient like must please Ren kind of character and and uh going going back to John Kay I feel like I read at one point that he had this philosophy on animation that no so I know that this is true he's very against the on model concept of animation which is Mm -hmm. to say you know if you work for the Simpsons or you work for Disney or whoever Mm -hmm. they there's the character model 
you know, and that's how the character looks, and you never deviate. Right. You know, there's one way that, that you know, Goofy looks, and he doesn't, you don't change that. unless He never gets an extra whisker. Or, right. Yeah. Unless there's some, you know, change to the model. Yeah, yeah. He, John Kay, is very against that idea. Um, and I believe I read it's because it's, he's like, this is animation. Like, we, we, we have the uh, privilege of changing things yeah. and, and making them dynamic. And, and I believe I read, I keep saying I believe I read, <laughs> because I'm not sure if I made this up. <laughs> but I think I saw <laughs> uh, somewhere that he said he told his animators that Ren and Snippy from frame to frame should never look like it sh- they should look drastically different. Hmm. They're they're very elastic yes. in the way they move. And some and sometimes they're just kind of like plodding yeah. along. But when Ren freaks out, yeah. um or and the other thing that we haven't mentioned is just the stills. Oh, the stills. <laughs> where they go to these like <laughs> super detailed grotesque yes. <laughs> of like the inside oh. of Stippy's mouth. Yeah, with it like when his tooth has been pulled out, out. <laughs> that little wiggly oh, nerve. That nerve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Acne and and eye boogers and nose boogers and that that was a staple of the show and often like accompanied with like a scream on the soundtrack (laughs) or something. Oh my god, so good! But I but he he uh, he also really liked to allow his animators like he he was like I don't want you to draw Rin how I draw Rin. Just draw Rin like Mm -hmm. and and search your heart happens (laughs) and like this was I. I noticed this as a kid and it bugged me. Like, I'd be like, why does Rin look different in this episode? It used to make me mad, but I respect the, the philosophy yeah. there. And Rin and Stimpy later was brought back a couple um, times. MTV. Did, did it come onto MTV? Yeah. At some oh point? yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. was like straight up. This is for adults. We're, we're not even joking where we're saying kids can watch this. This is yeah. very straightforward adult humor. Um, the, uh, I think the, probably the best episode is the space, space uh, madness. madness episode, mm. uh, and Rin's zero gravity bath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and again, alluding to their relationship, like Stimpy draws a bath for Rin and like rips his, the towel off of Rin and Rin's like, Oh, <laughs> and I think Stimpy like roll, you know, twists it up and yeah, flicks him on the butt him, yeah. and all this stuff. And, and, uh, that scene is just, <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, going back to, are you afraid of the dark referencing, um, twilight zone? I, I'm not sure what that's ripping off, but it's got to be either twilight zone or something. The, uh, the space madness. Space madness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, John Kay is very much into that era of television, yeah. right? So the the sort of space, uh, Star Trek kind of stuff, Lost in Space kind of stuff. Yeah. That would definitely be mm-hmm. up his alley. Uh, also the Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy mm-hmm. episode. Um, and then another favorite of mine was the nature documentary episode. Do you remember this one? Mm-mm. So it's positioned as Ren and Stimpy are like... David Attenborough types mm-hmm. and they're presenting oh. uh, sort of some I like the Galapagos islands or whatever, but every creature is some variation of Rin or Stimpy. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that. I, that's ringing a bell. <laughs> and there's this one bit where they go into a cave 
and they discover the like the albino blind wren <laughs> and it and they they shoot footage of him catching a bug with his tongue and they're like let's look at that again in slow motion <laughs> and you know the oris- the first thing you see is just tongue out and grab the bug right and it's then it's in his mouth but in the slow motion the tongue comes out uh sort of stops for a second considers the bug slaps it back and forth <laughs> a few times and then daintily takes it and places it in the mouth of the thing. <laughs> that's awesome. Very good. Um, that, yeah, that was a formative, in many ways, a formative show for me growing up. Um, it was kind of the pivotal timing too. I yeah. think it, it really was a nice bridge between like the kind of traditional, more child targeted cartoons yeah. and, getting to know other stuff like seeing anime and stuff. After yeah, that. yeah. Like it was, but I remember like watching that with my mom <laughs> and her being entertained by yeah. it too. So it was, it was also kind of weird in that way. I think it, it sort of paved the way for like SpongeBob. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Show. Was, was that Nickelodeon? Yeah. Okay. And I, I've, I've never really been a fan of SpongeBob. Um, I feel like, um, that, did you watch SpongeBob? No. But I feel like that would have appealed to us if we were yeah, just a little bit younger. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I was like, ugh, Rudin Stimpy is better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what uh, did, after I got past that point of being too cool, yeah. Um, and I, I don't mean to skip ahead too much, but uh, Invader Zim. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That was one that I, I definitely caught a few episodes and like was like, this is great. And never was, never followed through and like it's now really good yeah, yeah like i i i need to i guess go back and and watch it but he's working on a movie isn't he i don't know i, haven't I thought checked i saw something him. about that That's, i follow that guy on twitter uh mm, jonan vesquez yeah he Who uh started his career with the comic johnny the homicidal maniac which is <laughs> one of the greatest things i've ever read it's fantastic it is a, amazing book but that you know, kind of uh, proves how awesome Nickelodeon is that yeah. they saw this book and they were like, yeah, here's a cartoon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do whatever you want. Yeah. I, I actually, uh, it, a few years ago did a job uh, where I ended up meeting a, a person. <laughs> you should not be talking about that. On here. I met a person who worked at Nickelodeon studios huh. for a while. And, uh, and she told me like, yeah, it's, you know, like, bunch of weirdos and and you know like it's very gross do they there get and, slimed if they say i don't know yeah <laughs> and whatever you were gonna say happens when someone <laughs> says i'm coming in is that what it was you piece of crap <laughs> uh hey at least now you know where my line is yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded like it, it tracks with this type of programming they're selecting mm-hmm. you know um, sort of, I, I, I don't think I've thought too much about how great the cartoon programming has been on Nickelodeon consistently. Yeah. Um, and I, I haven't seen many of the modern stuff on Nickelodeon. Um, but I've caught it, you know, here and there was, was, uh, no, I was that I was going to say, uh, Foster's. Imaginary, oh yeah. That, that was, was Cartoon I, Network. I've been doing that this whole time where I, I yeah. thought about, um, Powerpuff Girls right. earlier and yeah. Um, one of the last ones that I remember was uh, Hey Arnold. Yeah, that I had kind I, of emerged uh, around the time I was kind like of fading hey out. Arnold. Ah, Real Monsters, I think, was fantastic. Oh, yeah. uh, like, I think what what's really cool about Nickelodeon 
and their animation is how uh, visually distinct mm-hmm. each show is, you know. Um, I think I I don't see it as much now in yeah. terms of, of cartoons. There's there's sort of a, I feel like there's that there's this sort of big eyes kind of movement happening right now that is that seems to be all over the place in animation. Like this, I don't know how to describe it, um, but. But Nickelodeon, yeah, their eyes are big. (laughs) (laughs) But Nickelodeon, each show kind of really stylistically felt like its own thing. Sometimes I really disliked, like, "Hey Arnold," I do not like the Mm. style of it, and that that probably is primarily what kept me. Oh, yeah, I hated Rugrats for the same reason. Yeah, like it I, just, see, I it loved, just grossed me out. Yeah, Rugrats is, it. was gross, and everything felt squishy, and, yeah. and the yeah. sound design sort of. Uh, uh, exacerbated that, yeah. you know, and I think it really tracks with, you know, it's about babies and stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it, <laughs> but Ah Real Monsters was like, you know, gross and, and, and they were like, is it supposed to be called Ah Real Monsters? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just, it, it kind of works opposite of the name of it where you yeah. call it Ah Real Monsters and that ah. sounds. Ah, uh, real monsters. Yeah, ah, uh, real monsters. Yeah, they sound boring now. Ah, <laughs> uh, real monsters. Um, all right, John. Let's talk about what Nickelodeon. Honestly, like what their their best the best thing they've done for the world, in my opinion, at least for our generation, mm-hmm. is their game shows. No question. <laughs> and you got to start with the the. The big one. Yeah. the I mean, there's no other, really. I love all there their other shows. But I would say that, but I know you guys would not say that. Because for me, I stopped at Double Dare. Like, you I stopped at Double Dare. Oh, wow. I mean, that's where it started. I know, but I, I was already too you old. You were like, I'm not. When the wow. aggro crag happened. Like, <laughs> well, we'll talk about the <laughs> we'll crag. Get there. We'll Don't get there. you worry. See, yeah. No, I just I, mean, uh, like, they, they didn't need to make any other game they shows didn't need to, other than Double Dare. They, they did, did. And it's wonderful. Goodness. I'm so glad they did. But, like, yeah. I would have watched Double Dare all day long and all night long, and mm-hmm. that was you know, how I've discovered Nickelodeon. Was they don't need to make Double Dare any other TV shows, really. That's like, true. Yeah, you no. got Double Dare, you got Family Double Dare, done. <laughs> super sloppy Double Dare, super sloppy Double Dare. <laughs> I think Super Sloppy was the one that was the one that started in like syndication. That well, was their and like, it was shown expansion. on weekends. Yeah, yeah. And and it and the only difference was it was messier. The idea was to have much messier yeah. stuff in there. Um, Double Dare started in 86. It ran till 93. Um, and apparently before Mark Summers even got an audition, there were two people considered for the hosts, Soupy Sales, <laughs> who, wow. who had hosted a lot of children's programming in the fifties yeah. and sixties uh-huh. and Dana Carvey. Huh? Oh, weird. And the only reason Dana Carvey didn't do it was he auditioned for Saturday Night Live. Oh, wow. And he got that. Yeah. Huh? Um, I who what, auditioned for Harvey? Harvey. I mean, they, <laughs> Harvey was a known um, uh, uh, DJ mm. on like some uh, Cleveland or 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 Cincinnati uh, uh, radio station. Radio station. Awesome. And his last his last name is Harvey. Mm. Oh, but he goes by Harvey. Um, and like all the people, so there's you know there's obviously Mark Summers, Harvey, Robin, one of yeah, the stage. yeah, they're all there from the beginning. You That's know, incredible. And they're they're practically till the end. Um, I think someone else came along to host. Did someone else host Super Sloppy? 
No, I think it was Mark. Okay. I do, but uh, they did switch it up later. There was some iteration of it that I they think they resu- somebody they, it else. came back briefly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Double Dare was the show. Like, I, I just, I needed to be on, and obviously was never on it. Yeah. But like, it, it, did you bug your parents? Well, I, I, I don't think I did because I was like, well, how would I ever do it? How would I yeah, ever? It it, seems I didn't impossible. understand how you could be on it. Yeah. And so I never, you know, tried. And even though eventually they would have the little bumper at the end that would show Nick Studios with the yeah. fountain, the slime fountain, I still didn't understand like, oh, you can go there and be, you A know, potentially. Yeah. It never, it never clicked yeah. like how you would how you would actually yeah. make that happen Although I if think you were they, on a vacation. I think they originally filmed it in like Philadelphia or something. Hmm. Like the first season they filmed all the episodes, you know, in a, a couple weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm maybe making this up, but I feel like they had a thing at the end that you could like send a letter to apply to be in it or something like that. Maybe. Um, I don't remember that. No, I might be making it up. Hmm. Um, it was infuriating to watch at times, right? Because they'd be doing those. <laughs> you got to get that flag. You got to get that. No, you missed it. You didn't get the. You got to go back. You put your. You got to reach into the other nostril. You got. You got to get the flag. No, you can't go on. I mean, we cannot. You've only got thirty seconds. You got to reach. Try that other nostril. Oh no, we only got two pies in the pants. All two right. pies. You need Three, four. You're two, not. One. Oh. What did I tell you? Go back and get that flag. God damn it. I saw online, I think this was like the pilot episode with Mark Summers. I think it's on YouTube. And the first, uh, the first like, uh, uh, thing in the obstacle course, the flag wasn't in there (laughs) and it was like a big pillow that they had like, you know, they had to pull the stuffing out of it. Yeah. And like, as you were doing, like the kids just like going nuts trying to find it. And he's like, you gotta find it. We can't advance. And Mark Summers is vamping the whole time trying to, yeah. you know, cause the time, it it's, the minute you is get, going. Like, yeah, 60 seconds. And they get to the end of it. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. God. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. Harvey, tell them what they won. Do you think, Mark Summers would go to the studio on weekends and bring a kid there and there'd be no flags there whatsoever. And he just like <laughs> torture children. Nick, just I'm, I'm terrified. Just the prospect of Mark Summers bringing a kid to the empty Nickelodeon studios on the weekend. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So you had the big nose. Yeah, there was the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Wa- the, there's the oh, waffle. Yeah. The kid car wash. Um, kid car wash is a big one. The uh, Sunday slide. Yep. A classic. The hamster wheel. You had like the soda fountain thing. Oh, I love the soda fountain one. Yeah. Anything that was like the a teeth. A giant version of something. Oh, I mean, that, that was, was like the best. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the teeth. You guys just missed oh, yeah. out on a good elastination. I would have <laughs> failed immediately. I would have been like, the nose. And the John's like, nose. I already said that. <laughs> The teeth? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, there was the, the monkey bars. You had to go across those. Um, was there an eyeball? I don't, there wasn't an eyeball. There was uh, in one ear and out the oh, other. That's yeah. right. We had to run through yeah. the ear. Yeah. <laughs> Earwax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. Uh, yeah. There, there's probably a, a tribute out there somewhere that has all of these yeah. noted. We'll see if we can I, what, find that. I wish they had released, like, little model kits. Like, oh, yeah. Your own they could still do that. that Actually, would be a, 
I think I had the double door, double dare home edition. Like, the, oh yeah, the toy you could buy, and it was very disappointing. I it mean, it looked very disappointing. Yeah. Is it yeah. a board game or what? no? No, it was like it was props to do your own physical challenges, and really all it was was a couple of like hats things you can wear on your head. Had cups on the top, yeah, for various liquids. Yeah, to go <laughs> and I think maybe some balloons. There was also a home version of Finders Keepers, which yes. was like so insulting to me because I desperately game? wanted to be. It wasn't like a board game, but it, but was, it was like a house on yeah. a board, wasn't it? It, it was like um, what was Finders Keepers? Finders, Finders so Creepers. Keepers, creepers. <laughs> Finders Creepers is the archive game where we try to find yes. uh, Adam. <laughs> we stalk our listeners. Yeah. Uh, Finders Keepers was on um, when I first saw it, right before Double Dare, I think. And the the gist of it was it, the the set was a big house, yeah, like just cut out, uh, sort of like. Um, well, they would later use it for like Legends of the Hidden Temple. I'm pretty sure that was like the same, same construct. Set. Yeah. But so every, there were eight rooms, I think. Yeah. And they would, uh, the contestants would be like a team of kids would answer questions and then they would have to do their version of the physical challenge was to go in and search a room for an item yeah. based on a clue. And these rooms are full of junk. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were all like themed. There was like Buck Rogers bathroom. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And there was like a jungle yeah. room or whatever. And then at the end, they would have to, they would get like six clues and they would, it was sort of like a scavenger hunt through the different rooms to try to find the thing. Hmm. But the, the, the joy of it, the, the selling <laughs> proposition of the show was that kids got to trash these rooms. Yeah. Like yeah. they were you're fully assembled set, and you're find. just like, you're pulling mirrors off yeah. the wall and moving furniture and everything. Yeah. And I desperately wanted to do this. I Enough that I, I think I mentioned this on the show before. Yeah. Like I, since I, I didn't have anyone to like play finders keepers with, I would take like an action figure or something and hide it and then <laughs> pretend like I didn't know where it was. And I would give myself 30 seconds and then I would like just <laughs> rip just your room. <laughs> you know, they, they do have rooms like that for adults now. I th- think they have one in Kansas city and not here. But uh, where you just go into a room and you just trash it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe you're onto something that the element that they're missing is to hide something. Yeah. Yeah, give you a goal. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Don't don't just make it about letting out aggravation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's part of it. That's part of it. But, yeah, have have a little bit of gamification. (laughs) And it was uh, similarly frustrating, even more so on Finders Keepers, because (laughs) if the kids didn't find it, they would, like, the camera guy would be like... (laughs) 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 And the host also knew where it was. Yeah, yeah. Does the camera guy, like, run... Up by the kid, he and did. Zoom he in would. On it. He would like. Yeah, you, the kid would be like going through a, a drawer, and, and the, the camera guy would go like, right here. <laughs> <laughs> I for some so so I think I also talked about this when we on our first topic that covered this. But um, my friend, have you done Nickelodeon before? We did game we did shows. game shows. Game shows. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my friend Ted and I came up with this conceit that the host of Finders Keepers is a real jerk. <laughs> And would mess with the kids while they're <laughs> trying to find the thing. And so we imagine these kids rifling through, 
you know, a bunch of stuff. And like the host just kind of sneakily like shoves the kid. So he falls <laughs> over and then throws his hands up. Like I didn't do anything. <laughs> that always like every once in a while, I remember that, that idea and just start laughing to myself. It's be so hilarious to see finders keepers, uh, followed double, not followed in, uh, the time slot, but came about right after double dare. Yeah. Yeah. And essentially was like, we need another show like Double This Dare. is really popular. Yeah. What else can we do? And then it just became like a staple. They yeah. always had a game show on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Well, so the, then you've got, uh, so Finders Keepers came out in 87, Make the Grade in 89, which I remembered vaguely. I, I yeah, I never watched link, it. And I just want to, so this was a show where the conceit was you're answering questions from uh, sort of a elementary school level all the way up to high school Mm -hmm. um, in the different like school categories. And I just want to read a list of categories from the episode (laughs) that I saw history, music. These are, these are all school topics. Keep in mind, like, like classes, if you will, science, dunce caps, (laughs) home ec, geography, and dream dates. (laughs) (laughs) Um, think fast. Oh yeah. Uh, that one had Michael Malley on it, didn't it? No, I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, wild and crazy kids. That was, uh, that was another one that, that was kind of a hybrid. That was that. It was kind of crazy. Cause you had like 50 kids on a team, right? Yeah. It was three teams. Often this, I think every, it all took place outside. Yeah. Right. And it, it was just like a, cr- I think it was probably their thing was like, Let's get a crazy amount of kids and just let them go nuts. It was almost like they're like recess activities. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and that had a uh, 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 was it Omar Epps? Yes, yes. Uh, hmm. Brother to uh, Mike. Mike Epps sounds right. I mean, there, there's a, a more <laughs> famous Epps actor. Yeah, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> So maybe Omar Epps is the one. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Omar Epps is more famous. That might be but. the famous one, yeah. <laughs> Get the picture. That was Mike O'Malley's first okay. first hosting gig on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Clearly uh, performed well. Yeah. Uh, what Would You Do, which is Mark Summers again. Yeah. Which, again, I, I think I would have... I would love to have been working at Nickelodeon and pitching game show ideas mm-hmm. because this was like, what if we had a wall with a ton of doors and they're all numbered and sometimes there's a prize behind the door and sometimes there's some sort of messy splatty thing that's the game it's like <laughs> kind of it. a riff on let's make a deal absolutely yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah most of these these are just riffs on yeah on uh previous games uh nick arcade which was i also needed to be on that show do you remember nick arcade um is that the one where you stick video games on your Velcro? That was video power. <laughs> video power. Video power. Video power. What channel was that on? That was in syndication. Yeah. That was on like the whatever local um, child entertainment block. Okay. Yeah. I think here it was on KDNL. Um, Nick Arcade, hosted by Phil Moore, I believe. Mm, that sounds right. Um, it was a game where you had. Uh, there are different stages to it, like like all of these, right? Mm-hmm. And and so you had uh, a portion where you were uh, you were playing one of the uh, games that was made specifically for Nick Arcade um, and trying to get the highest score. There are two teams, right? Mm. And then there's a portion where you got to choose from 
actual games. Not act. Yeah. I mean, like some Nintendo, Sega, like Battletoads. Yeah. yeah. But they were arcade cabinets. Yeah. That was what was really cool about it. Yeah, they had this row of arcade yeah. cabinets lined up. And then the 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 final thing, <laughs> which is the best part, is you would go into a virtual reality. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. You'd which, stand in front of a green, green screen, screen and yeah. watch like, yourself. Oh, you're yeah. to, you're to duck, duck like fireballs yeah, and I swipe that. at things. <laughs> God, I wanted to do it so badly. <laughs> and they had like it was like two stories. Yeah, you climbed up yeah, a ladder. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And Phil would uh he would create new lyrics yeah. for the theme song music based on whatever yeah. the circumstances were. That's awesome. Uh oh, Mike did not hit the switch well. <laughs> Guess he's going to die right now. <laughs> How Amazing. many kids do you think were contestants on that show who saw it on TV and had no idea how it was actually made. And then they like explain it to them and oh, they like, get there. You got to look at this screen. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you they're just like, what? Duck uh? the bat. And then they're like, wait, so I'm not going into a virtual world. <laughs> Hold on. Um, so I will, so the next game show that sort of came about Nickelodeon is one that John and I have discussed a lot. And we, t- we mentioned Mike O'Malley. Mm-hmm. And he originally hosted Cuts. Figure It Out. Um, or no, Get the Picture. Um, <laughs> well, just hold on, Nick. <laughs> we, we actually know the history of Guts. We've got a lot of research invested in, in Guts. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that when, <laughs> that when Nick Galodian moved to Orlando and bought this studio space, they... The crag, the aggro crag that's in Guts, was already there. Oh, I thought that was from the other one, the um, Hidden Temple. Hidden Temple. No, the aggro crag was in Guts, and, okay. and you know, to, it's kind of like the Indian burial ground of yeah. Nickelodeon Studios. And it was there, and they just didn't know what to do with it initially. <laughs> and, and people were told, "Don't go near it. It makes weird noises. It's got these actuators. Don't agitate the crag. Yeah, don't please don't hit any actuators while you're there." <laughs> actuators. Uh, <laughs> And um, at a certain point, you know, they hired this guy, Mike O'Malley. And uh, he was fresh out of school. Yeah, fresh out of school, bright eyed, fresh faced. Yeah. And he'd be walking around Nick's studios and he'd see this, these giant doors and just wonder what's behind those doors. And it's like he reported almost hearing a voice calling to him. And one day he finally like couldn't contain his curiosity and and sort of jimmied the lock and went inside these giant doors and there before him is the aggro crag this you know mountain of you can almost hear it swelling <laughs> up right now there's this monstrous mountain of mayhem you know and just like and he just is in, consumed by it yeah he becomes uh, possessed and and it lights up, you know, the actuators all go off and like confetti and, and <laughs> crazy noises are coming out of this thing. And this bright flash of light, ha- you know, is issued forth and from it emerges this naked woman. <laughs> Her name's Mo. And Michael Alley is just in rapture. There's nothing sexual going on. He's just like, oh, my God, this thing is yeah. breathe the He's light. just enthralled. <laughs> and he, he reaches for the first, you know, clothing he sees, which is this <laughs> referee <laughs> outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Throws it on her. It's this little microphone. 
headset. And he hears a voice in his head. It's the agrocat Craig speaking to him saying, uh, I need my actuators to be pressed. <laughs> I need children <laughs> to climb up me. What is it? You're raising your hand. I have a question. Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's an actuator? We'll get to that. <laughs> I, I I feel like it would have helped in the story if I knew what that was. It's well, come Mike, up a few times. Michael Malley didn't I know. know Everybody came into this blind. Okay. We all. All right. The Agrocag says, bring me children. I want them to climb me. <laughs> this is strangely exactly what Mark Summers said during <laughs> his interview. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want them to climb me. <laughs> And hit, the hit my actuators in sequence. <laughs> <laughs> and if they miss an actuator, I'll be very cross. And the child who climbs me the fastest will receive a piece of me <laughs> as a reward. It's Mike O'Malley. Also, what Mark Summers says. <laughs> so what's Mike O'Malley to do? He, He's got to follow the orders of the crag. First, he gets a meal for Mo, who's Mo. just fresh birth from you know the crack plucked uh, from the crab's yeah. rib uh, and then goes to the executives at Nickelodeon and says you know I know I'm just hosting this get the picture show and I I, I don't want to seem ungrateful I love hosting get the picture but I think we have to start a new show I have a mission now a mission from the crag and the, the the executive's like oh my god what you 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 touch the you crag touch the crag we told you don't <laughs> touch the crag what does it want <laughs> and michael malley relayed the the directive given to him by the crag and that's how we got all the executives were like yeah. what's an actuator yeah. <laughs> yeah he said it's a button on the crag and when you press it a jet of air is expelled <laughs> okay i think you could have just told me that <laughs> Uh, but that's what, what led to the show Nickelodeon Guts. Didn't we also discuss how the crag was like Dick Cheney's hiding place? I, yeah, <laughs> like, I think he hid there for a while. That was like yeah. his undisclosed location. Right. <laughs> it was actually inside the crag. The crag. Fascinating. Yeah. I didn't know anything. I, none of that. I only none watched Guts for the crag. I, yeah, the rest of I it was I actually just... hated the rest of Guts <laughs> because I was very already anti-sports. And this very much, like, it, it just, you know, encouraged people to be jerky sports people. I would watch it for, like, the chicks. Yeah. Like, the, the female the uh, competitors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, I and I would root for them yeah. if they were, like, you know... If I, if I found them attractive and yeah, but otherwise had no, no stake in that whole sports thing. Yeah. You know, John, ever since I've known Drew, he's only had one mission and that's to see steam shot <laughs> from a crag, yeah. maybe some confetti. And actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, <laughs> um, there's a great AV club, uh, article, where they interviewed someone who was on that show, was on mm-hmm. Guts. Uh, it was a, a female contestant. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty great read. Um, I also heard for a long time that, that the Crag prize at the end was not, you didn't actually get to keep it. But then I saw conflicting reports of kids like, yeah, people, people who were like, theirs. oh, I have mine. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that was a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe there was a period where they just weren't giving them away, and then later they did. Yeah. The, the best thing, I mean, the best thing about all these shows and also Guts was, 
how it encouraged be, people to be so frantic and especially the, the, the stage hands and hosts and, and, and we often, John and I often joke about kids are scaling the crag and, and they'll hit an actu you know, they'll hit their actuators, but miss one and they'll get to the top and there's a stage hand at the top being like, no, 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 pointing he's frantically. Got like a whistle yeah, and, and it's just like, and you just missed one. Pointing missed to the and actuator. And the kid's like, what? I've what never seen a human being convey such urgency as the referee on top of the <laughs> and crag. Then, and then they have to figure out which one they didn't press. Yeah. Climb back, Go back down. down. I mean, it was, it was basically over oh, for yeah. you. If you did, if you missed yeah. an actuator you're, and you, yeah, yeah, you're not, no winning. chance. Unless the other two somehow miss an actuator. Yeah. 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 Guts. Guts. Um, guts. <laughs> guts. Fantastic. And, and following Guts, another really great one, Legends of the Hidden Temple, yeah. which we mentioned, uh, probably took over the set of Finders Keepers. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, uh, and was made into a TV movie recently. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did either of you ever see that? No, but now I kind of want to watch it. Uh, figure It Out, which is essentially a What's My Line ripoff. It came out in the late '90s. This is, I was I was not really watching Nickelodeon much at this point. Yeah, um, and I don't remember there being too many game shows in that era too. Yeah, that was kind of they were shifting a little bit. And they they sort of are coming back. So there's one called Webheads that ran from 2014 to 2015. That actually, I kind of wish I could have been on this show <laughs> because uh, let me pull open the the uh, the sort of course of events that happen in this show. So it's, it's an internet show. Like the, 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 uh, trivia is internet trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and the way it works, there's four rounds or is there, there's three rounds. Sorry. Round one is buffering. So they play four videos and it stops at a certain point And you have to, you have to guess from multiple choice, what's going to happen next. Okay. Hmm. Uh, memory overload, uh, <clears throat> where the contestants are placed on an apparatus, either a large wheel that scrolls or a shaking trackpad. <laughs> and as they exercise on it, a series of videos are shown. When each is finished, the host will start asking questions about the videos um, and they have to answer them right. Uh, and then the third round is the moment of impact. So again, up to three videos are shown and each is played twice and a horn is uh, sounded indicating a moment of impact. (laughs) And on the second play, the two players have to try to buzz in at the moment of impact when the horn would play. Wait. And the closer they are to the actual horn. (laughs) You watch a video. Right. It has a horn go off. Yeah, so imagine like a ball bounces into some dad's nuts, right? Uh Uh-huh. And it goes... (laughs) And then when you watch it again, you have to hit the button when the impact is going to happen. When you believe the... Yeah. That's the finale of the show? <laughs> I guess so. That's called Webheads. And, and I it, like all of your video knowledge is from America's Funniest Home Videos. And you're like, all videos are people going to uh, get in the I'm, I'm the internet video king. <laughs> Uh, they had another show called Paradise Run in 2016, filmed at a resort in Hawaii. Oh. And I watched a couple clips of it, and kind of what bugged me is... It wasn't on Paradise Island? No, it wasn't on Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. Uh, <laughs> My bad, I'm sorry. But what bugged me is, like, they're just in the hotel pool for some of the... Like, like there's no effort to really... Oh, there's no there's set, no set. or anything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really bugged me. And then Cummings, uh, the, it has not 
happened yet, but there's a show coming called Keep It Spotless. Which looks fantastic. Looks really good. It's such a great uh, promo spot. Yeah, yeah, these kids are dressed head to toe in <laughs> Mike TV style uh, white uh, unisuits or whatever you want to call them. And they have to not get messy, which is really. It's a nice flip on yeah. the. Yeah. And the do you know who's hosting it? Is it Mark Summers? No. I don't think you can. It's not Mike O'Malley. No. You can't see him. Harvey? No. <laughs> I, I thought you might get that. I was right behind you there. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> He's not a Nickelodeon guy. Oh. Yet. But you do know oh. him. You can't I see him. <laughs> John Cena? Yes. John Cena <laughs> is the host of this show. Keep it spotless. Well, now I have to watch. He's billed as the creator on Wikipedia, but I also read that this is a show that originated in the UK, so... Maybe he's being given the credit for creating it he's here. The yeah. He's yeah. like, hey, this show would be cool if they didn't have the dumb accents. <laughs> I'm a creator. And like, all right. Uh, so it looks like Nickelodeon might be on the upswing with the game shows, which yeah. is nice. Um, there's been various revivals of those game shows for adults, which seems like it would be fun, but at the same time, kind of like, guys. Mm. Guys, let's start start the Double Dare coffee shop. <laughs> Stop trying to win Joe's favor back. <laughs> All right, the coffee's free, <laughs> but to stick your hand in the nose, you have to pay five dollars. <laughs> no, I think that would make money. <laughs> I do think a Double Dare bar would work. Uh, no, yeah, no, it wouldn't. Be interested nope. in it. Stop. <laughs> Stop putting everything in a bar. Uh, <laughs> I hate when adults drink and have fun. Why can't you just have fun? No. Here's why. Because then that turns into escape rooms. That's great. I love escape rooms. Uh, this is uh, like a modern finder's keepers. It helps to get. It helps to get. You what, know, assholes there. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm just saying, not all adults are willing to get messy. Good. You know? Oh. Don't come. Yeah. I want my business to only be people who are cool that I like, and we're going under in yes. three months. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I do think uh, I kind of side with that a little bit. Thank you. I'm sure you do. <clears throat> Guys, I just want to make money. <laughs> <laughs> Modern Nickelodeon, I, I just don't know much about it. I, I know that uh, there's been a few really great shows to come out of it. The Avatar Airbender series, Last Airbender, and Legend of Korra are really good shows. Uh, Did they start there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the the most recent iteration of Ninja Turtles was there, and it was a really good one, although there's another new one starting soon. I don't. I don't know if it's on Nickelodeon, it's but like every three years or something. Yeah, you get a new Turtles. Um, mm-hmm. They also made a whole bunch of movies for a little while. That's right. I don't yeah. know if there's still a movie imprint or not, but yeah, I think um, Snow Day was one of them with like Chevy Chase. 
Was it Chevy Chase? No, I, that's not right. But most snow dogs. <laughs> that a Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, Good Burger was, uh, yeah. was the first one based on a skit from all that. Or yeah. all that. I, I I never really watched all that. Yeah. But I love Good Burger. Yeah. I, I have absolute sincere adoration for Good Burger. And now. Uh, uh, is it Keenan is on Saturday Night Live? Has been for yeah. like ten years. Like he's um, long runner. I find I don't him know what happened like to Kel. Uh, uh, patently unfunny on that show. <laughs> um, he sort of seems to make a face. Yeah, he, he does a lot. But I, I, what's up with that is the most one joke yeah. thing that I don't. You know, I've never seen that. Oh, it's it's like a a talk show, but when they start talking to the person, like <laughs> they inevitably like veer it towards just singing the song what's up with that <laughs> and uh and then it's just like becomes this huge variety spectacle where it's just people like come out of the back and they're dancing and uh i don't know the song and, and, no it's just a song from the show okay, from okay. The, yeah uh, but you know they'll, they'll have like um there was one with um lindsey buckingham mm-hmm. and and it starts out like it's like going to be a serious interview, mm-hmm. but it just immediately goes into this thing. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. And they, they, yeah, it's the same joke every single yeah. time, but it's fun. I think there's some controversy around whether Keenan and Kel are still friends. Oh. So Google, Google that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to spread We're not going to do that for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, you know, I look forward to, I now have a daughter. Mm. And at some point, she will watch Nickelodeon, and I hope when that day comes that they've <laughs> really they've they've come back to, you know, the game shows and and stuff like that, and I can enjoy all that that stuff again. I thought you were going to say I look forward to the day when she says I don't know for the first time, and I can <laughs> throw <laughs> slime on her. You've got a bucket ready at all times. <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, slime waiting, <laughs> just sitting there. Uh, I'm glad that Nickelodeon is still around. Even Me too. I'm, I'm not a patron yeah. of it, but um, I think whatever form it's in, I'm happy it exists. I think it's nice that I, I feel like Nickelodeon has often treated kids like they're smart. Yeah, uh, with their shows, and I, and you know, it's really easy to dismiss kids and be like well make something crappy and stupid and they'll like it which isn't necessarily untrue yeah but i think when you give kids stuff like Ren and stimpy or are you afraid of the dark shows that do challenge them uh yeah they grow up to be podcasters that's right (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i I, and and i think other networks have done the same thing you know but i think they kind of follow in the footsteps of nickelodeon in a lot of ways yeah um, so yeah, yeah. They were very. We didn't really talk about that, but it was a kind of a revolutionary yeah. thing to do. They were the first kids hold. network. Yeah, that's how that's sort of what they build themselves as. Yeah. as um, and yeah, it forced a lot of like you know. I think Disney had to uh, sort of answer that step up. Yep, and then Cartoon Network came along and and has done some really incredible programming. Also, PBS Kids is now a yeah. thing. So good job, Nickelodeon. Yeah, and keep keep uh, sliming kids to come. <laughs> <laughs> keep sliming Wherever. kids. Wait, wait. Can I say that again? Keep sliming kids for years to come. <laughs> well said. And what were you gonna say? What wherever it is. Yeah. Uh, 
stay away from that crack. Ooh, you know what? I feel like I heard a voice in the archive. Something about actuators. This is Alec Baldwin, and coming up on next week's episode of The Archive, the films of Wes Anderson.